I'm Gene Kansas. You're listening to Sidewalk Radio. We explore the cultural and physical development of life in the modern city through the lens of history and the context of community. Today's show, A Most Historic Site, part one of our National Park Service Road to the Centennial coverage. Brought to you by Perkins and Will and Hirsch Bedner Associates. My guest today is Judy Forte, superintendent of the Martin Luther King Jr. National Historic Site, a true jewel in the National Park Service crown. Judy oversees the historic site with a smile, a presence, and knowledge that civil rights and the legacy of Dr. King are more than what meet the eye and ear. They are gateways and introduction to the greater value our National Park Service has to offer. The National Park Service will celebrate its centennial in 2016. As part of our Road to the Centennial coverage, Sidewalk Radio explores the literal sights and sounds of one of our nation's most important departments. The National Park Service is a collection of pride, beauty, history, and exemplifies our dedication to the preservation of cultural and environmental treasures. Enjoy this tour. My name is Judy Forte. I'm the superintendent of the Martin Luther King Jr. National Historic Site, and I'm responsible for the protection, preservation, interpretation, and education of the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. along Auburn Avenue. I partner with his family, the King Center, and together we greet millions of visitors a year who come here to pay homage to Dr. King. Through the National Park Service? Through the National Park Service. Is it both an honor and a responsibility that you feel on a daily basis? It is such an honor to be able to be in the place where Dr. King was born. Obviously, to walk in the footsteps when he would run up and down the streets of Auburn Avenue when he was a child, when he attended historic Ebenezer Baptist Church and listen to his grandfather and his father preach their sermons there in Ebenezer Baptist Church and and now to be where he's resting alongside his wife. And so every day I go to work, I try not to just take it for credit that it is an honor to be there. To be in a place that helped transform America is such an exciting place to be. And you and I have talked a little bit about this, too. Obviously, Dr. King and the lessons that he imparted upon us are worldwide. They are worldwide. Uh, We are a national historic site under the National Park Service. But a large percentage of our visitors are international visitors. And many do not understand the impact that Dr. King had worldwide. Uh, Sometime I remember once when I ran into a visitor from Sweden and uh, it was late in the evening and the park had closed and he was still sitting on the steps of Dr. King's birth home and I saw that he was sitting there for a while and I went up to him to ask him if he was okay and he was actually in tears and I said is it anything I could do to help you and he said it's just this moment it's overwhelming this place is so powerful Dr. King meant so much to my country. It was because of the works that he did here in America that put light on the bondage that we were under and had brought about change in their country as well. For those who have not been, I highly recommend and encourage you to, to visit. Let's tell folks a little bit about the National Park Service itself and um, maybe a, a touch on the history. The National Park Service, well, it's an exciting time for the National Park Service. We're getting ready to celebrate our centennial 
on August the 25th, 2016, we will be 100 years old. The National Park Foundation has uh, implemented this initiative, Find Your Park, and we're partnering with states throughout the United States, and just not state parks, but local parks and county parks to try to get citizens to just go out and enjoy their parks, to find your park, to find your place, to find your moment in this great land that we own. And so uh, the National Park Service Find Your Park program is a program that we are implementing to celebrate the National Park Service centennial, along with the uh, Every Kid in a Park. Uh, Recently, President Obama announced that he want every fourth grader in the United States to go and visit a national park. And that's very ambitious, but we have the land base to support that. Now, I'm guessing the president didn't just say, hmm, hmm, what grade should we send out there? That's correct. He specifically chose the fourth graders because he knew it was at that point that they are probably the most, you have the most influence on their future. And at that point, they're still listening to you and they either want to be a policeman or they want to be a teacher or or the president of the United States, or even a park ranger. And we need these fourth graders because these fourth graders are going to be our future citizens who pay taxes and support what we do and understand what it is that we do and and put value on what it is that we do in the preservation of our land. And we invite anyone who wants to come out and be a part of what it is that we do at the historic site to come out and connect with our protection of these iconic resources. We are the flagship historic site of the National Park Service. We actually have his birth home where Dr. King was born and raised until he was 12 years old. As I mentioned, we have the church that he was raised up in. And after he left Montgomery, uh, when the movement really got kicked off, he came home and he co-pastored there with his father. And, and of course, that's where he was funeralized uh, before he went over to Morehouse College. So it's so much history. It's so much tangible items. You know, there's a lot of museums and centers that talk about the history of the civil rights movement that talks about Dr. King and his leadership, but to actually touch those places, to sit in the church and hear him actually preach a sermon that he preached there, to see the visitors who come in and and ask questions and the rangers that are there to answer them, and to occasionally see a family member. We partner very closely with the King Center, and so all the children frequent the place. Of course, his sister is still a member of Ebenezer Baptist Church. So you really are in the place. It's not just a museum where you just come and see photographs and listen to videos and and try to imagine. It's a place where you go like, wow, this is it. This is where history was made. And God shows America as his divine messianic force to be, a sort of policeman of the whole world. God has a way of standing before the nations with judgment, and it seems that I can hear God saying to America, you are too arrogant. If you don't change your ways, I will rise up and break the backbone of your power. And I'll place it in the hands of a nation that doesn't even know my name. Be still and know that I'm God. The promises of the great society have been shot down on the battlefield of Vietnam. 
making the poor, white and Negro, bear the heaviest burdens both at the front and at home. Though the civil rights leaders, for various reasons, refuse or can't take a stand or have to go along with the administration, that's their business. But I'm afraid that I know that justice is indivisible. Injustice anywhere. And this is where the man is now resting that made that history. And you have to protect it. And we protect it 365 days a year. I have a staff. Which which begs the question, (laughs) who is this gentleman on your right? The gentleman on my right, which is probably one of the most well-known rangers there at the site, Ranger Marty Smith. Uh, He gives tours of the birth home and of the historic site. And we actually get visitors who have been on his tour to come and say, we won't know one other than Marty. I mean, all of my rangers are great. The interpreters really love the history. They know the history. And um, if anyone come and visit us, I if they're not pleased, they need to contact me personally. Well, Marty has a very nice smile, but he also, he doesn't look like the type of guy you want to mess with. Like, don't mess with the birth home ever, especially well, if Marty's around. He's very protective of the birth home, but he's still a little teddy bear. <laughs> he, he's, he just looked that way. He's such a kind and gentle person. So. Now, Judy, my the listeners of Sidewalk Radio, I think, would be upset with me if I did not ask, what did you want to be when you were in fourth grade? A teacher. I always wanted to be a teacher. I always loved the outdoors. I was very athletic when I was a child. So I had no idea how I would be one. But that was what I always admired. I admired my teachers. And I just thought that would be the footstep that I followed. Uh, When I got the opportunity to work for the National Park Service, I was not quite sure if being a park ranger was what I had imagined it to be. But along the path, I was offered the opportunity to be an interpreter and an educator. And so what I discovered was that the world was my classroom, that I was not confined to four walls and 30 students a day. But I had visitors from all over the world that would come in and I had the opportunity to teach them about history. My first job was uh, at uh, Appomattox Courthouse in Appomattox, Virginia. It was such an honor to be able to talk about the Civil War, what happened there at Appomattox Courthouse. So once I connected that what I always wanted to be to what I was doing was basically the same thing. It was just different than what I had imagined. I fell in love with it. I think that that's key for anyone. Um, I didn't necessarily think that this conversation would take a turn for follow your passion and career chit chat but it has and it and you can take your passion and apply it to where you find yourself in your life exactly i would say it has never been a job i never looked at my career with the park service as being oh i got to go to work or is you know it's a difficult day i you know have so much to do i just look at it as joy because it has been a passion and it has been something that has been provided to me through you know, a a gift, a blessing. I receive it that way. And I try to every day touch someone to try to make a difference in their life so that they can receive it in a positive manner, because it's very seldom that you can have your passion be what it is that you do. One of the things that's uh, most striking to me about you and your role 
as the superintendent of this historic site is that you really want to share the story of many other sites, monuments, parks. Tell, tell me about what you describe as this gateway. I really believe that Martin Luther King Jr. is such a well-known individual, worldly known individual, and we can certainly serve as a gateway to some of the lesser-known historic sites. The National Park Service in the recent years have added several historic sites. Charles Young Historic uh, National Historic Site is one. The Underground Railroad is another one. There are several historic sites that have come into the fold of under the National Park Service, and they don't get the, the type of visitation uh, that we get here. So I feel that this park can serve as a gateway. We can introduce the world to these other sites that come visit Dr. and learn about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. life and legacy. But there is many other great leaders, uh, individuals that have had a lasting impact yeah. on and American sites history. sites and sounds that have had. Sights and sounds. I mean, I was um, blown away when I went to Yellowstone. It yes. was It was as much of a spiritual experience as going to the King Center. A different one. A different, mm -hmm. But very moving. It makes you, it made me feel a sense of pride for our country. It made me feel a sense of great fortune for the nature that's provided and cared for. And it also reminds me that like, we're tiny. Very we're, we're, tiny. We're a little speck out there. Exactly, and that's what make our national parks federal lands so special because we are so small in comparison to the world and if we do anything to destroy these treasures they're gone yeah. and so the whole purpose is to preserve and protect them for future generations and that's what the centennial is all about is trying to encourage everyone to join in in the conservation and preservation of these lands. I'd like to thank my guest today, Martin Luther King Jr. National Historic Site Superintendent, the engaging and gracious Judy Forte. Of course, I'd also like to thank our sponsors, Perkins & Will and Hirsch Bedner Associates. See you all next month.